The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. I'm in my 20s and I feel like I'm 90. I have three little boys to raise and the Lord just downloaded a truth. He said, fear and faith are opposing forces and you have to turn your back on one to behold another. Fear and faith are opposing forces. Are you a believer just because you're going to heaven or do you actually believe this stuff that I promised you? Next on Life Today, author and radio host Susie Larson helps you turn your scared, wishful thinking of a prayer life into that of a powerful prayer warrior. Welcome to Life Today. I'm James Robinson. Betty and I are thrilled to have uh, Susie Larson with us. Now, Susie uh, has a radio program, uh, and it uh, covers a great part of the United States. I've been on it a, a, a number of times, and, and she just kind of lets me download. Uh, it doesn't take me long to get going, but, but I can tell she's cheering for me. She's encouraging me. Uh, and I want to tell you, she treats me with unbelievable respect, for which I'm very grateful. It's... Uh, it's great to feel like you're loved and appreciated. I think maybe maybe the fatherlessness and being left places and not knowing if anybody's coming back, never knowing sometimes where I'd be. Maybe there's a there's a hole in our heart, and uh, honor and respect and appreciation. It really goes a long way with somebody that's felt that in their life. By the way, it's much of the nation have a father hole in their heart, and Father, I pray for all those that do. That's a big hole. Mm -hmm. I believe you're the only one that can fill it, but it's still reality. And, and we like to see it in the expressions of others when they let us know they love us or appreciate something about us. And I pray people right now that I'm praying for will sense that in Jesus' name. Uh, well, Susie Larson is a gift from God. And uh, I want you to welcome her. She's written a book called Your Powerful Prayers, Reaching the Heart of God with a Bold, Humble Faith. Would you welcome Susie Larson? to life today. Susie, it's good to see you. Honored to be back with you again. You, you were here first time how long ago? About 15 years ago. And that's a funny story, if I could tell it. Yeah, Because our, the ministry that, that God gave me was really born out of the ashes of pain. I didn't wake up wanting to make a name for myself or to accomplish anything great. I was hit by Lyme disease as a young mom. What wiped out my short-term memory, wiped out my health. Um, I had a passionate walk with God, but and I... And that comes from a tick. A deer tick. Yeah, yeah. it's just, and, and the thing about it is, we've just been even hearing about it, and all of a sudden, here she is. Yeah, and I was devastated by the disease. So I went from having a passionate walk of faith to praying that I would live long enough to see my kids mm -hmm. grow up. And I literally would get in the Word and read. The next day, I would see my own writing in the margin and not have any memory of reading. So I, I had no more vision for my life. And in the midst of that mess of just feeling like God had lost my address, a woman called and said, you know, I've been praying for you and God's given me a picture of a platform he's building with your pain. Lean in and learn everything you can and the Lord will do it. Well, as I started to get better and, and different people would ask me to speak at events, I eventually self-published my first book. But I didn't have a website or anything. And a lot of the, the um, I don't I want to 
think of a title here, but different people who are maybe a few years down the road from me were telling me I was naive if I didn't get a website, if I didn't start marketing myself and sending brochures to every church that I know of. And that made me nauseous, really. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't do that. I don't want to do that. But when I would bring it back to the Lord, because I thought, I want to be teachable. Um, he didn't want me to do that either. I just had a real sense that he's rest in me. You know, this is going to be a different kind of ministry born out of the ashes of your pain. Well, one day, I get a letter in the mail from Life Today, <laughs> and I threw it away because I didn't think it was real. I just, I thought it was, you know, coupons or something. I don't know what I was thinking, but I threw it away. And my husband's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I don't think that's real. And he's like, why not? So anyway, he called the number and it was real. And so I came to the what show. Was it? it was like a letter was inviting you to come be on Life Today. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. But I'm like, Wouldn't how do you? Would it be better you? to read these things? <laughs> I mean, if you pray more, you know. Yeah, it's true. Touche. I mean, truly. I honestly, and I, it was a time when you were shooting probably four or five shows in one night. Mm -hmm. One of your guys had been with NASA, I think. One guy had just go, golfed with Carl Rove on the White House. And I literally am singing to myself around the table. One of these things doesn't belong with the other. Because I'm like, what am I doing here? But I thought, I seriously thought, if I ask you, You'll say, what, you're not Sandy Patty? Why didn't you say something? I mean, I was like, if I draw attention to that, I really shouldn't be here. You might notice that I shouldn't be here. So I seriously tiptoed in, did the show, tiptoed out, and I'm on the plane going, what, what, how did that happen? And the Lord whispered to my heart. He said, I know where you live. I know your address, and I can get you a gig any day of the week. You can trust me. And it changed everything for me. I decided I'm going to rest in the Lord. But little did I know that people would learn about me. <laughs> <laughs> from the show. And do you know, all these years later, one of my key intercessors first learned about me on Life Today's oh, show, and she oh, caught up with me oh. at a conference. We became friends, and she's in my prayer oh, circle now. Well, so. I want to say thanks to all the audience. Or thanks to all of you. All of you, you see, you're the ones that make Life Today possible. I mean, we do mission all over the world. I think you need to understand our primary mission, it's not feeding people. We do that, but it's feeding people spiritual food that causes you to want to meet legitimate needs effectively. So our viewers became an encourager oh my. to you. Indeed. Truly. I mean, it was a God thing because there, I seriously still don't know how in the world you found out about me or got me on the show. And I was seriously afraid to ask. But, you know, it's water under the bridge now. So <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> now tell me about this, your powerful prayers. I, I understand that you didn't necessarily have what you considered much of a prayer life. When I first came into... Um, Marriage. In fact, I've talked about my backstory on previous shows with you, but just in a nutshell, I was raised in a great family, great parents, big family. But when I was nine years old, I had a pretty traumatic event at the hands of teenage boys. was pinned down, and I won't say more than that. Uh, but it was it opened a canyon of self-hatred, self-loathing. And I was raised in a denomination where I knew God was real, but not that Jesus By was... By the way, sometimes when people have that happen to them, does the enemy manage in some way to try to put some of the blame on you like oh maybe, my goodness oh you know all of it, part maybe. of it was yeah and isn't that a shame yeah i mean truly self-loathing self-rejection self-contempt followed me all the way into my adult years mm. and uh I, so you know and again like i said i knew god was real but i didn't know jesus was accessible uh so i would pray god protect me and at 10 years old i'm walking home from school and i was jumped by a different group of boys and i was beat up very badly i pummeled and uh 
the lie for me that the enemy got into my soul was, I can get to you anytime, anywhere, and nobody can stop me. Mm -hmm. So my prayer life began a begging, pleading, please protect me so nothing bad happens. Well, the deer tick happened. I mean, I was on bed rest for six months at the high-risk pregnancy. The docs let me up for one day just to test the waters. Met some girlfriends from college. We went for a walk, back in bed by nighttime. Two weeks of that date, my face started to go numb. So the tick attached, dropped off. I got sick, and so here again the lie is, I can get to you anytime, anywhere. So I will tell mm. you, my early years as a young adult, it was a begging, pleading kind of prayer. And, and then crisis happened with the health issues and my insecurities and my fears because I couldn't strive my way. I couldn't be the perfect Christian and serve on five committees. I was dying on the vine. I was so sick trying to parent three little kids. But there was a point where I was being swallowed alive by anxiety, and, and I had legitimate reason to fear. We were on the verge of losing our house because of medical debt. We didn't, but we were on the verge of it. I'm in my 20s, and I feel like I'm 90. I have three little boys to raise, and the Lord just downloaded a truth. He said, fear and faith are opposing forces, and you have to turn your back on one to behold another. Fear and faith are opposing forces. Are you a believer just because you're going to heaven? Or do you actually believe this stuff that I promised you? And that was a turning point for me when I thought, I'm going to shift my weight onto the promises to see if they hold. And they did. And that's when I started to get an appetite for the promise of God to, to that we would apprehend it and walk in it. And I've seen too much now. There's no going back for me. I would tell you, I get the most done in my day in my prayer closet. And so my heart is to see an army army of believers mobilized in prayer, not ranting things out on social media. I mean, these are dire times. Get on our faces before God because he wants to hear from us and the prayer of a righteous accomplishes great and powerful things. So you can tell I'm very passionate yeah. about that. So when, when, and everybody has challenges. Yes. If you live very long, you're going to have, you may have tragedy and you're going to get a loss in your life. And, and when we come to those challenges or that loss or that tragedy, a lot of times the tendency is to turn away from God and say, you know, he failed me or he disappointed me. But it, we, we have a choice to make. We can turn toward him yeah. or away from him. And I found it to be more, more pleasing to my heart and more comforting to my heart if I turn toward him. Oh, so good. Because that's a time when I really need his arms wrapped around me. And, 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 a lot of people know we lost our daughter, and that was a, that was a real heartache for me as a mother, especially. And I found it that I got to know God so much better because I turned my heart toward Him, and I I depended on Him for every breath I took, for every tear I shed, and I just felt Him so close to me. So we have a choice to make, don't we? We have <laughs> such a choice to make, and I don't know why I'm thinking of John the Baptist as you're talking, but you know, here, you know, Jesus says, the greatest man, there's no greater man, and yet he saw the heavens open up over Jesus, but when he's finally in a prison, so the action's out there, it's not happening for him in there, that's when he starts to doubt and says, you know, so he sends his friends, are you the Christ or should we be looking for someone else? And as I thought about that story, I was thinking, you know what? He, Jesus' answer was, was truth with caution. You know, the, the lame, tell them, the lame are walking, the blind see. In other words, the miracles you saw, they're still happening. You might not be seeing them, but they're yeah, still happening. Yeah. And then he finishes with, blessed are you who are not offended yes, with me. Yes. And I think that many Christians are so offended mm -hmm. with God because as you say, they tried, it didn't work. And so they may be walking, but at a distance, they're missing the best part, I think, of fellowship 
fellowship yes, with God. Absolutely. And you're right. Why turn from the very one who can help us? But I'll tell you, for me, it helped me because I've, I've walked through some hardships myself. My mentor told me about 10 years ago, she said, Susie, you've got to discern the difference between expectation and expectancy. Yeah. She said, expectation is premeditated disappointment. It's creating a bullseye, telling God what he must do for you to be okay. And so many Christians do this. If you hit this target, we're good. But we don't dictate to God. He, he dictates to us, mm -hmm. right? And she said, people don't get their expectations filled. They walk around disappointed and they throw prayer out, the baby out with the bathwater, mm -hmm. so to speak. But she says, expectancy is to say, there's a mystery to following God. He's bigger than I know. His ways are higher than I know. And I'm going to live with an open-handed wonder, knowing that any day now, he's going to break through. And it'll probably be different than I think. But the prayers I've prayed back then, I'm going to see glimpses of those glories now. And there are going to be losses in this life. But this is not all there is. And I cannot put a period at the end of a sentence that God is still writing. That has helped me so much yes. because there has been loss in our family as well. And it's it's so gut-wrenching. I mean, and especially when it seems untimely, you know. Um, but I, I agree with you. My best comfort has been found going, I'm not going to be offended. There's things I don't know, but I know you're good, and you'll always make a way. And you're right. That's when he moves close and brings the comfort we so desperately need. So if somebody reads your powerful prayers, where are they going to go? What, what's going to happen in their journey? If they're really, let's say, focusing in on what you have birthed and, and what you're praying will happen in them as they go through the pages and what you're sharing. That's a really great question. My heart's cry is that we live out of the love of God and because of that we are mobilized to pray audacious prayers because you know the scripture that says we don't want to be ashamed at the Lord's coming he's talking to Christians there there's also a passage that says we will give an account and there are those who are going to barely escape through the flames in other words they were saved but they lived the rest of their lives bearing so little fruit and I'm convinced many Christians are going to live and die and realize I was saved but I wasn't free. And so my prayer is to, for us to get beyond just reacting to our constant issues of fear and insecurity to the point where we are mobilized, where we are so sure of who we are in Christ that we can take his promises as they stand. And we pull ourselves out of the smaller story to see ourselves in the bigger story. I'm telling you what, I think we can get a lot done in our prayer life. And I think we can get a lot more done in our prayer life than we can on our Facebook debates. I'm just saying, yes. just my, my opinion. <laughs> now, when we lost our daughter, I'm going to tell you something. When you got a little girl that prays and believes like she did and never wavers and was the most beautiful example of Jesus that her friends and her family had ever seen, she was like a hero to her brother and her sister and everybody that knew her. Mm. And we lose her. And I said, if I hadn't known him so well, I don't know if I'd have liked him. Mm. I think it's really important for people to understand that if you're waiting for the pain and brokenness to bring you to him without ever going to him, you may find that ditch very, very deep, very Indeed. difficult. Indeed. That's why I think people need to hear, even when you were going through those trials, you had already decided, even with all the pain and hurt, you had decided this is the one that'll bear the pain. You'd made a decision, I'm gonna love him. Yeah. And then he began to work the impossible for good, just like showing up here, the things that you'd never expect. And suddenly he's shaping everything so that you actually learn in the pain and pressure how to have an intimate intercessory relationship with God where you're not just talking, you're hearing him, right? Yeah. When you enter that prayer closet, you're not just downloading, he's downloading on you, correct? Absolutely. He has the best parts to say, that's for sure. <laughs> There's no question. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, there's no question. We're, we're in it right now. This is a season of thanksgiving. And you know, you make your prayers and supplications known with thanksgiving. Don't you think the ungrateful hearts of people in the United States and many places around the world, even the church, has had a profound limiting effect on the effectiveness of our prayers? If we would just enter his courts with thanksgiving, come into his presence with praise, can't we right now in a thanksgiving season start praising God and being grateful? Don't you think that's a part of an effective prayer life? Oh, 100% yes. In fact, I've said for years that ingratitude makes us spiritually blind and spiritually deaf. We can't hear and we can't see what God is up to because the Bible says it's the pure and heart that see God. And I think when you're full of ingratitude, it's entitlement. I deserve more than God is giving me. Mm -hmm. But man, life on earth is short. Life on eternity in eternity is long. And, and what we endure here, the Bible says the suffering that we endure here is nothing compared to the glory that is revealed to us later. Mm -hmm. I've heard more Christians say, I didn't sign up for this. And I'm like, but yeah, you did. Yeah. I mean, truly, because, but the Bible does say our light and momentary troubles are producing in us a glory. And I'm thinking light and momentary, the loss of a daughter, my brother-in-law just died recently. I've got, my Lyme disease has been activated again. I've had a really rough year health-wise. I wrote that crawling through the valley. That's just the honest truth. Mm -hmm. But when I read the word and it says, your light and momentary troubles, and I'm thinking there's nothing light or momentary about this, but your word is true. So the glory that's gonna be revealed later must be mind blowing to yes. me. I'm gonna put my weight on the word even when it doesn't feel true. That's how we stand, I think, yeah, in this day. Thank God. Would you say thanks so much to Susan? She is such a blessing. In this book, Your Powerful Prayers, I'll tell you what, it's in the bookstore. You can get it online. And you know, we're offering right now one of your friend's books, Lisa Bevere. She's such a blessing. And, and for children, this is just great. I'd love to show you every picture in here because this is not <laughs> just kind of good illustrations. It's just absolutely spectacular. And you talk about capturing your children and grandchildren's attention. Uh, we'll send these to you and Susie's book if you'd like to have it. Here's what we're asking. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. You're about to get to be a part of an, an unbelievable miracle. This is one of the most moving things Betty, you and I have ever seen in our life. I told our staff that presented this, I said, that was birthed in the mind and heart of God. Unbelievable the way you presented the reality that we're dealing with and that love can absolutely address miraculously. Watch this. I am a mother's worst nightmare. I thrive on the pain of children. I do not discriminate and I show no mercy. You look into the eyes of a child who's seriously malnourished and there's just nothing. It's like somebody just turned the light off. You won't see me coming, but you will soon hear me in your children's cries. My touch brings bloated stomachs thinning hair that changes color, painful skin disorders, and tiny bodies so thin and frail they appear as living skeletons. And to see this little helpless one with the skin literally peeling off his arms and his legs was such a horrifying sight. I am slow but sure. My name is malnutrition and my legacy is death. I heard someone on the news one day make a comment about the devastating deaths of children in some countries in Africa and yet the reporters suggested that perhaps 
the mothers there were more accustomed to that because it's very much part of their life. I've seen with my own eyes what I knew in my gut. No mother will ever become accustomed to burying a child. The thing that really has blown me away the most, all of this is reversible. I think, uh, oh boy, when I look at that enemy, I feel, I feel helpless sometimes. I think, God, we've been doing this a long time and it works because love never fails. It really doesn't. It doesn't work on our time schedule and our frame, but it's, uh, it's miraculous. And I, I couldn't bear to look at that. And I know, I know Sheila couldn't either if she wasn't able to point to the remedy. Um, those little bodies, uh, and I, I'll just tell you, I could spend my life doing nothing but just saving those little kids. But I, I'm called to minister to you and to bring people who minister to you and who can bless you because of spiritual malnourishment in so many people's lives and the need for hope and help, which is why we come every day. But it's why we also, in behalf of the missionaries and the heart of God and the heart of mothers and People who love, we come and say, would you please be the miracle? All that food that they saw being processed, Betty, our viewers paid for. Possible. The food factories, you built them. And you know, James, there's some diseases that we battle in life that we haven't been able to find a cure for. And it breaks our hearts, but that doesn't mean we don't give up. Well, this is a disease that has a cure, and it's simply offering food to these children, to the mothers to give to their children. Mothers never want to not to tell their child they can't provide for them, that they can't, when they hear the crying and the hurting of their, fam of their children, it breaks their hearts just like it would us. And so we have an opportunity here to be the cure for these children in these situations and to put a smile in the heart of a mother that's doing all that she can do, but she doesn't have the resources. So I hope you will help us. If you've ever said, Father, I'd sure like to have my prayer answered. Well, let's, let's find the joy of being an answer to prayer right now. A heart cry, a heartache. Uh, let's be an answer to malnutrition for literally hundreds of thousands of children. We got 400,000 of them located and organized where we can feed them. Who did it? Missionaries that you support. Volunteer workers that the missionaries oversee. And we're asking you right now to go to lifetoday.org or dial that number. And we're asking you to get your bank card or whatever way you can do it. If you want to get a check and write it and make the check to life, here's what we're asking you to do. Make the most love-filled, love gift you can make. Some of our friends have said they'll match what you give. They've given us a $400,000 matching gift challenge to match $400,000. That means what you give today will be doubled. Now look what, look what love does. 30, 50, $100, three, five, or 10 children fed for the next months. Three, five, or 10. You make that gift, it'll be doubled. Six, 10, 20. Uh, you give $1,000 and you're 
caring for 100, now 200 kids. If you would help us feed a school, which once these kids get stabilized, we try to get them into school because we're giving them a future. We're not making them dependent. We're going to train them to be independent and to work for the future. We're going to teach them how to live. That's what the mission workers do. We're committed to them for helping them with their life and eternity. We point them to the love of God and to Christ. And you can sponsor a school for $1,400 and that'll be gift. That'll be doubled. The gift will double it, the matching gift. And so you got two schools. So there's a way you can come in. Father, I pray every person right now be moved by your spirit to give as you direct and do it joyfully in Jesus' name right now. Lifetoday.org, go online. Please do it now. I know you want to do it, but it's so easy to get distracted. So do it right now. I believe God's speaking to you. Lifetoday.org or dial that number where people are calling for prayer. You can call them in answer to prayer and use your bank card like a check. Make the best gift you can. It'll be doubled. If you do want to write a check, make it to life, but let us know what you're sending in, knowing that that will also be doubled. We have some gifts to send you to be a blessing in your spiritual life, and we're so glad to do that. Thank you so much for making the gift. Thank you for defeating the enemy of malnutrition, being the miracle many are longing for. In remote and impoverished villages of Africa, children are suffering, desperately in need of life-saving food, facing death by starvation. Life's Mission Feeding Program is there, ready now to feed and care for children in crisis areas of Angola, Mozambique, and Sudan. With all of our previous reserves gone and Angola facing a record food shortage due to crop failure, we need to immediately replenish our funding and supplies for our feeding programs. As an answered prayer, a group of Life's friends have set a $400,000 matching gift challenge for mission feeding. This means your gift today can have a double impact. $30 for three children will be double to help feed six children. $50 to help feed five children will be double to save 10 children. And $100 for 10 children will be double to help feed 20 children. And don't forget, your $1,400 gift to sponsor a school will now be doubled to feed children in two schools. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you Without Rival by author Lisa Bevere. With your double impact gift of $100 or more, please request the complete illustrated children's Bible. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,000, which will now be doubled to help feed 200 children. And you may request our beautiful majesty bronze sculpture. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. Well, you know, we appreciate so much you defeating that enemy of malnutrition. We've got the uh, Illustrated Children's Bible for your children, grandchildren without rival. This is a fantastic book by Lisa Bevere. She's a tremendous blessing to us. Your powerful prayers, if you'd like to have this inspirational book to help you in your prayer life and relationship with the Lord there, Susie Larson, it is in the bookstores. You can get it online, or if you just say, James, would you send it to me? I've tried to help you with those children and want to do it. I know you want to help me in my prayer life, and we're glad to do that, so just ask for the book. Join me in Betty and saying thanks to Susie. What a blessing you are. So we're glad to see you back. I want you to walk in health. Okay? Thank you so much for watching Life Today. Encourage your friends to watch, and thank you for helping us share life with people in tremendous need. God bless you.
When planning your future, keep their future in mind. Contact Life Planning Services today. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.